Hello, welcome to the Complete Geeks Podcast, episode 28. And date I am night. joined here. Date night, that is <laughs> yeah. right. And I am yeah. joined by my Bob. lovely date. Yep, Bob. Bob. Hey. Um, toast, toast is out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Getting some <laughs> relaxation time, hopefully. <laughs> Maybe uh, snapping his banjo. But if he comes back like less griff, I, I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, I think I'll be... <laughs> I'm mean, just fucking weird. Oh yeah, he'll 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 come back, bitchin'. <laughs> but so anything uh, or anyways, let's start this off. What you been up to, man? Uh, not a whole lot. I well, in terms of video game world, not a whole lot. I I don't know. I got a little burned out with The Witcher Three because I've been playing it nonstop for like a month. So I've been taking a break from it, mainly just watching like random television shows. I got addicted to freaking true crime shows for a couple days like a 40 year old lady and uh then but it was cool this past weekend i went to a toy convention called zolo con like z-o-l-o con and uh, i've never heard of that (laughs) yeah i didn't hear about it either but two of my uh two of my best friends went over and they were like you want to go to this convention and i said yeah sure like it seems cool you know being an action figure collector and stuff but it's in this place called the fuge and it's actually a former U.S. Navy centrifuge that's housed in the building. So the actual building, the convention itself, is actually like a full circle around the centrifuge. And it's built, and, you know, the centrifuge is still, like, it's not operational, obviously, but it's still there. They didn't break it down or anything. And it was cool oh, because, wow. there's yeah, because there's, like, actual steps going up. And you can actually see the capsule that the people used to get into and it still has like a helmet there and they had it all opened up and you were able to snap pictures. And then, you know, from behind you, it actually had like the control room. They still have that there. And then you would be able to go around the corner and there was like additional vendors and stuff like that. It was, it was absolutely cool. I ended up getting lost in there for like a few hours, just looking at all the shit and not even looking at toys. Now, Zolocon, how long has that been going on? That I don't know. I, I know for past at least like, Three or four years, at least. It's... And is that something that's... Well, I'm, ta- I'm guessing it was in Baltimore. No, it was actually uh, two hours... It was actually like two hours outside of Baltimore. It was like a little north of Philly. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah and it's... is that something that's... Do you know if it's always in Philly or is it something that moves around on them? No, I think it's always there. It's always in that specific... It's always in that specific venue. Okay. So... What what events happened there? What did, what was on your hit list? Uh, there was a there was a couple things because it mainly there was a lot of the vintage toys there, and I had a couple I had a couple vintage toys that were on my list, and then just a couple like randoms and stuff. New toy wise, I was like, oh, well, I hope I see the new Transformers Earthrise figures. That's the continuation of the Siege line, and I told myself I was like, if I see. Those figures in, they're a little bit above retail. Like, I don't mind picking them up, which I actually did. I actually found them, and they were like 20 bucks above retail, which I, to me, instead of having to waste the gas and the effort and everything, I'd rather just go there and get them. Yeah. And then uh, I found, and then just odds and ends, whatever catches my eye, especially when it comes to the vintage realm. Like, I don't look for a lot of stuff that's high end because I'm sort of picky when it comes to like paint applications and things like that. Like, I don't want some like, beat ass gi joe figure just to say that i have it even though it cost me like four hundred dollars and so i just yeah i just float around i found uh do you remember when we were kids the the teenage mutant ninja turtles the mutation turtles (laughs) yeah 
Yeah, the ones that would turn into like actually little baby turtles. Um, oh yeah, the shell, shell would pop open. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the guy had a full set of those, and they were all complete. And I was like, "How much for these?" And he was like, "I don't know, forty bucks." <laughs> I was like, "Oh well, oh done." But, yeah, I was like, "The money's already out in my wallet. It's my, it's your, it's mine now." And uh, there was a couple things. There was a couple of odds and ends that I picked up. I picked up a vintage uh, RoboCop figure from the Kenner line back when yet again when we were kids and it's a weird one it's like a what do they call it i forget the name of it oh there it is uh it's like the it's like the ultra police it's like the night robocop but it's a glow-in-the-dark robocop and i had that figure when i was a kid and somebody had one on card like actually on his card back and everything and i was like how much and he was like 30 bucks and i was like i'll give you 25 bucks and he's like yeah take it and i was like oh my god like this is Wait, so got, cool. I'm looking at the picture now. Is that KB toy sticker on there? Or yeah, a it's a, yep, it's a KB toy sticker. Man, old memories there. Yeah, and then uh, then you see you know, also in Discord the vintage Toy Biz Iron Man, the Quick Change Iron Man. Like I have this weird affinity to those type of figures, and I saw that figure, and yet again the guy, same guy who sold me the turtles, he was like, I don't know, ten bucks, and I was like, fuck, just just take my money. I gotta, I got I gotta not do this, and. What was cool about it is that one, people were willing to haggle, but two, it was like you saw everything. Like you probably would have went broke there, dude, in terms of <laughs> seriously, in terms of all the, like the vintage turtles and everything there. Like people had turtles that were like in immaculate condition. People had and it was like it was cool because it's all ranges. So like even though it's like a collector conven- convention, like a lot of people had like a lot of like five dollar bins, two dollar bins, like, you know, it wasn't just it wasn't just people just selling a bunch of high-end toys and being, like, essentially a dick-swinging contest of, like, look, I have this $1,000 figure. It's like, no, how much is that figure? Oh, 10 bucks, Cool. Can I get that one? Yeah. How much is this one? 5 bucks, Sweet. Like, I literally bought a McFarlane Toys figure, mint on card, the mintest card I've ever seen from the old McFarlane Spawn line. And I was like, how much is that? And he was like, 5 bucks, And I was like, so oh. give it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was kind of like the uh, swap meet of collecting. Yeah, it's it, and that's it. It was very much a, yeah, it's very much like a swap me type of thing. Like even though the venue is the venue is like, you know, a really neat venue and stuff, it didn't feel like it was like I'm going to walk in here and just see a bunch of overpriced crap. Now, don't get me wrong, you did see a lot of high-end there was a lot of high-end toys there, but it wasn't like one of those things where that was the only thing you were going to see and everything felt like it was out of your out of your realm of spending. Yeah, and so, just yeah. I I don't remember this Iron Man with the quick change armor, mm-hmm. but man, Iron Man's uh, leg game is on point. Right? Yeah, I know. It's like <laughs> it's like this is like just I have one loose too, and it's like this is a completely jacked Iron Man. It's like holy shit! Yeah. But it's <laughs> and he's and he's got a small head to fit his helmet. Right, and it's cool because like you know it's it's very much like sensory overload when you go to conventions like that because you're just looking at everything and there's bins everywhere. And there's a bunch of bags everywhere, and there's like, you know, you don't know who's running a booth. It, like at first, it's like sensory overload, and then you start to get the hang of it. And the way this was set up, it was cool because like, you know, like it was a circle because it's a centrifuge, so there was like an outer ring of vendors, and then it was like once you went in between like two aisles, like a big wide aisle, there was actually like an inner ring, like towards where the actual like mount of the centrifuge was. And it was really cool because the mount of the centrifuge, like inside of that, was actually their concession stand, and then around that was additional like vendors and stuff like that. It was, 
and then you went where the you know the ball is and you go behind like the the other room and there was another set of vendors back there it was a big convention it was it's not one of those things where it's like a multi-day thing it's it's very cool to go up there for like you know three four hours look around at everything mull over whether or not you're going to spend money or not and and just go there and just hang out and it's very like it's not like a convention where it's like you feel like all eyes are on you it's very low pressure just walk through just chill out it's it was super cool nice and then uh so you got a what was it the manhattan project turtles which oh yeah uh was it turtles three uh yeah guy wanted 20 bucks for it and my copy of it actually has a repro label on it and so i was like well shit how much is this one that's like mint as fuck and he was like i don't know 20 bucks man this is the 20 shit's just leaving my pockets every single time and yeah go ahead no oh, no it, it always gets me because that is the one turtles game i've never played i really i i remember seeing it like i used to rent video games from local grocery store no, they always had it, and it was always checked out. It's, and yeah, I've, I've never come across a copy of it. Wait, wait. So, how did it work at the local grocery store? Like, we used to actually have like here we had just regular rental places. We didn't have anything like that. So, what was that about? Oh, it was just a like a video store that was built onto the grocery store. It was like you go in, there's the pharmacy, and right next to that was the little kind of breakout video store. Oh shit, that's so it, it worked like any other rental place. Nice. We used to have. Uh, do you did you guys ever have a Errols like E A E R O L S? Nope. That was like that was like one of the chains around here before. Uh, and they used to have these big, like using you, you know you know how big a VHS is, but you said these big giant fucking red boxes that like you had to stick in like both of your fingers to pull out the freaking VHS tape. Like if you look up at Errols like Errols box, they're fucking massive, but they're so damn cool looking. <laughs> Yeah, we we had the all the NES games, and yeah, if I remember right, they came like a big blue plastic case. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, very very cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was. It's something. It's something I definitely wanted to do, and it was cool because I went with like two of my two of my best friends that are big collectors. We all collect different things. Like one of my one of my friends collects. He's been collecting. Uh, ljn wrestling figures lately the old rubber ones from the 80s and yeah. so it was cool like being able to go around and see those and another buddy of mine he collects like he-man stuff and so it was it's neat because stuff that you normally wouldn't see from your aspect because you're like oh i don't give a shit because i don't collect that we're actually all looking at different things and finding different stuff and so it's it's neat because you just get to see all the aspects of it rather than just having blinders on like i don't care about he-man i don't care about this it was it's just too fucking cool. I loved it. And then you had a nice little run in. Yeah, I met uh I met Randy, the big boss from uh from NECA Toys. That was <laughs> he he apparently collects G.I. Joe figures. And okay. it was yeah, he collects like vintage like I think he said eighty two to eighty seven. And it was cool because I was standing like I'm looking at because the there was a guy who was selling like G.I. Joe figures, but right next to him he was selling like vintage transformers. And I was looking to see if they had any vintage Transformers that caught my eye. And I look over, and I see the baseball cap and the ponytail. I look over, and I just asked. I was like, Randy? And he looked at me, 
and at first he was like completely like dumb yeah yeah yeah, no he was like completely dumbfounded like what the fuck and also i was way bigger than him i didn't realize he was that short no offense randy (laughs) if you're listening to this i I apologize and of course i'm a stuttering buffoon and i was like dude i was like i'm a big fan of your work i was like i buy every single turtles figure he was like oh that's badass and he was asking me what i was collecting and then he was like oh i'm collecting all the joes from 82 to 87 and like in my head i'm just thinking like fuck you don't you probably are fucking sick of your own product. Like, fuck these horror figures. I don't want to look at this shit anymore. Give me G.I. Joe's. But apparently he's a huge G.I. Joe and Star Wars collector. And he was like two or three figures being done from the 82 to 87 run of G.I. Joe's. And oh, I was holy just like, shit. Yeah, I was like, holy shit. But no, he was super nice, super friendly. Um, he was just, it was, it's, it's funny because the level of enthusiasm that, I was giving to him. He was giving back to me in terms of like being really excited for the turtles. He was like, dude, because Toy Fair is at the end of this month. He was like, dude, he was like, wait till you see Toy Fair. He was like, you are going to lose your shit. And I was like, oh my God, like now I'm really fucking excited. And so, yeah, he was super nice, super personable. Just had a short like five minute conversation and then just was able to go along our merry way. Now, uh, curious question. Where is NECA headquartered at? Jersey, I want to say New Jersey, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but it's crazy because they do so much stuff. He he was like, this is my first time at this convention. And I was like, really? And then I go upstairs, and they actually have a full table of, like, stuff that they, I guess they had from their warehouse that they're selling, like, a big, like, 30-foot table of all the different figures they're selling. And it's like, holy shit, this is your first time at this convention, and you're just now, <laughs> and you're selling stuff here? And then I asked him about San Diego, or uh, New York Comic Con. He was like, yeah, usually I'm there Thursday and Friday. He was like, and then I have to leave. And I was like, no shit. He was like, plus where the booth was, he was like, it was fucking overwhelming because their booth was like tucked into a corner. And as their exclusives go, it's like, there's going to be so many people there because everybody wants them. Oh, it's, yeah. Yeah, it was a cluster Just fuck. a bottleneck. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, that And that's the big difference between like going to like a show like ZoloCon and, and New York Comic Con. New York Comic Con is just like a wall of people all the time. And going to ZoloCon, it's like, oh, I can actually maneuver around and don't feel like an asshole for just standing here looking at a bunch of toys. It's it's like it's like one of those things where New York Comic Con, there's so many people that I feel as if you stop, somebody would just pick you up and carry you away. <laughs> You're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and probably, uh, I mean, pretty cool from his standpoint of going to a show that's not so packed to see kind of what licenses are still pulling in a draw. Oh, yeah, and then from his standpoint, too, it was cool because he gets to look at stuff that he needs in terms of his collection because, I mean, it's... And that brought him... That made me respect him even more because it's like, oh, cool, so even though... You know, you have you deal with action figures every single day. You're still a collector. You're not just. It didn't give me the vibe where it's like, here, I'm just here to take your money. We wouldn't be getting the figures that we're getting if he was just greedy and trying to take money. Like, yeah, there's repaints of figures and there's re-releases of figures, but certain figures like the arcade turtles that are coming out. You know, they originally came out as San Diego Comic Con exclusives, and somebody like you who hopped on later onto the bandwagon, it's awesome to see because you get to go over and see the figures again. Like, oh, those are badass, but you don't have to pay an astronomical amount of money for them. And for somebody like mm-hmm. me, I can choose either to buy them again, which I more than likely do because I'm a whore for turtles, or or just skip them because I technically already own them. 
And so it's it's cool to see that kind of stuff. And then, like I said, he gets to go over and not only is he attending the show, but then he gets to actually look for stuff for his collection too. And that was one of the reasons why I didn't want to keep him because if it was me and I was popular, I wouldn't want somebody you know, going over wasting my time all day sitting there bullshitting about stuff when I can spend time looking for something. Yeah, and I I would imagine that yeah, if you spend more more time with them, more people may pick up on who he is and it's just changes oh, yeah. what he was there for. Yeah, and and it's one of these things too where if you follow NECA Toys on Twitter and stuff like that, and it's unfortunately part of the culture with it, you have a bunch of people on there that whine and cry about figures that they can't find and everything, and so that's the last thing I needed to do was go there and sit there and complain to him about figures and he's like oh okay cool dude thanks a lot for complaining at me about this shit like <laughs> yeah you know, it's it's yeah it's just one of those things you get some people like at the end of the day they're fucking toys if i can't find something and i don't feel like looking for it anymore i don't mind paying a premium for it on ebay because of the fact that i don't have to waste gas and time and everything but you get some people that if they can't find it at retail, it's like, fuck these people. I'm done. I can't deal with this anymore. And it's like, oh, okay, dude. By the time you did all this bitching on Twitter, you could have spent the extra 20 bucks and got it off of eBay and shipped to your house. Yeah. And, I mean, plus, too, is the whole factor of, okay, if I don't pull the trigger now, am I ever going to have an opportunity to snag it again? Oh, yeah. And, I mean, and that's not that's not just NECA. That's freaking toy manufacturing in general these days. You don't know what mm-hmm. big you don't know what big department stores are ordering in terms of the math, you know, in terms of their allocations and how many they're going to order. They might order, you know, five thousand cases and they have to distribute it among two hundred stores and or or even a lower number. And because a lot of toys, a lot of places are so afraid that they're going to have to choke on the extra inventory, so it's you don't blame you can't blame the people. You can't blame the actual companies themselves, the actual toy companies themselves. You have to blame part of it on the actual retailers who carry the toys. And also, it's like, okay, that sucks. You couldn't find it. But, I mean, there's been times where I've looked at 12, 13 stores in a day and haven't found shit. <laughs> and then yeah, and I mean, you just you don't know what's going to hit. I mean, I can tell you, every time I go into Target, they have kind of their, their higher range figures that are over kind of in the entertainment area. And... There is always a full full line of a certain set that is clearance down fifty percent because they just don't move. Oh yeah, I mean there's a there's a lot of shit these days that don't move, and it's you have to be a, unless it's something like like the NECA Turtles or something like mm-hmm. that, where something where you have like a a big enough fan base where it's like oh, okay, and there's nothing else competing with it. It's like oh okay cool like I can really you know I can really buy these figures and. Nothing else is going to compare, you know, nothing else is going to compare to them. And then you just have, and also with NECA, they keep their, unlike other lines, they keep their shit really tight when it comes to character selection. So this past wave was, you know, all four turtles, Bebop and Rocksteady, and two foot soldiers. It's like high and tight, lock it up, and that's it. And so when you see those sets, it's like, oh shit, I want to get all these because it's everything that I want not a bunch of filler bullshit that somebody like Hasbro or somebody puts out, especially with Star Wars Black Series, the six-inch figures. They oh, put yeah. out all these like filler figures in. Like You didn't need an Admiral Holdo from freaking Last Jedi. And that <laughs> figure just sits there and rots. And at one point in time, you were able to get it for like $4 off of Amazon. 
And it's like, that's the kind of shit where you're just like, man, fuck this. Like, and that's what burns people out, especially completionists like me, because I started looking at certain, for certain figures like that. And it's like, I don't really want this, but I'm going to buy it. And then it gets to a point where it's like, fuck, fuck this figure. And then you end up eventually saying, fuck the rest of the line too, because it gets to the point where you're just like, I'm burned out. I can't deal with this shit. All just because this say is for the sake of having, you know, six figures every wave as opposed to just saying fuck it and having four. Yeah. Okay. Now, my big question that I have for you mm-hmm. is what main figures did you say no on and pass on while you were at the show? God, there was a couple. <laughs> um, God, there was... Um, there was a Roroni Kenshin toy from from like the from the anime like Samurai X Roroni Kenshin. It was the mm-hmm. blue one, and it was like forty bucks. And I was like, "Fuck, I'm gonna come back around and get that." And I never did. There was one that a buddy of mine was looking at, <clears throat> and it was a koala. Like it was one of those like stylized. It was a six inch figure, but it was like fully clothed and everything. But instead of it being a, a person, it was a koala. And so it was like an upright, like bipedal koala in like a full, like military garbs and everything. And it was like 80 bucks. And I was like, damn, that looks cool. And he was, he did the same thing. He came back and we were driving. And he was like, and all, he just comes out of random. He's like, fuck, I should have just bought that koala. There was a tech, do you remember the, you know, the Kenner Batman line? There was yeah, a tech, yeah. there was a tech shield Batman, the gold one. It was, a, it's yep. all gold. Yeah. With the wings. There was a guy who had one there that I sort of regret not getting, but the card was beat to shit. But I was like debating on getting it to open it, and I just never got back around to getting it. And there wasn't anything, there wasn't anything that was too high end that I was like, man, I, I really need this. Because what's what's gonna suck is like if I want a set of like, if I want a set of vintage turtles. I don't feel like spending four or five hundred bucks for them to be all on card. Yeah. There's a lot of other shit I could spend five hundred bucks on. Yeah, I don't I don't know how much the wife would like that one. Oh no, she would fucking kill me. <laughs> it's bad enough I spend enough money as is, but she would definitely fucking kill me. She's like, You bought those? You got like six versions of those. Man, shit. <laughs> Man, not not a bad weekend for you. Oh no, it wasn't it wasn't bad at all. And then uh what what was it? Because we're recording we're recording later than usual because what was it Saturday night? Yeah. I'm te- yeah. I was texting you and it was like three a.m. I was like, dude, I'm just going to bed, and then I didn't wake up till twelve o'clock the next day until Sunday. Well, yeah, everybody's got a rest, man. <laughs> yeah, it was. I'm fucking exhausted. But uh, anyway, enough about enough about me. How about you, man? I've I've been trying to prep for my trip coming up, but. Uh, gaming wise, I, I jumped into apex to check out the changes of that. Oh yeah. How was that? Um, no, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, it's very welcoming to know that when we played that I played with community members, shine and castle. Nice. And it's probably been five or six months since I've played that game. And we still had, I mean, a couple second place finishes out of probably five or six matches. Wow, you can't beat that. That's awesome. Um, it they ended awfully because <laughs> we ran out of ammo and all that. But oh my god, it's just I think like with a game like Fortnite, we wouldn't stand a chance because there's a whole second aspect to the building that 
you just can't jump into and figure out. But if you can shoot a gun or fl- play the first-person shooter, you, you can get around an Apex fine. It's, yeah, that's that's one of those things where I'm, especially after seeing all the stuff for Season 4 of Apex, I'm more interested in Apex because that was an immediate turnoff for me in Fortnite was all the building aspects. I was, I was just thinking in my head, like, this is all bullshit. And you started to see... And even even the gameplay videos, especially with top streamers and things like that, a lot of them end up giving me fucking motion sickness because it's them just whipping around and building all this bullshit. And they're yep. just building all these towers and then blowing out the bottom. And there's been so many matches where I've looked at them, and it was the same thing to you. When it comes down to the end, it's just them trying to build towers above one another to see who could shoot on top of who first. There's no excitement to it. There's nobody trying to sit there and do anything fancy it's just these bullshit endings and it doesn't look fun at all and i don't know people people will probably say like well you don't understand the game no i understand the game it doesn't mean that i don't think it's a piece of shit yeah <laughs> but that was pretty much the only thing on the game side and then the other thing that i finally got a chance to check out was the well if you want to call it live action or reimagining of lion king on disney plus oh uh, what'd you think Man, I I have not gotten myself all the way through it yet. Um, mm, I tough. I am amazed on how the job that they did on animating that movie. Mm-hmm. But it's like I really liked uh, Fabro's version of the Jungle Book. Mm. But I'm very like disconnected to the Lion King. I don't know if they just went too realistic with it, where it, the character emotions just don't come across well. Yeah, that, so you hit the nail on the head on that for me, too. Was I think it should have been more... I think the faces should have been more animated, like animated style. Yeah. Because it, it was very much like that. It it sort of took the believability out for me. Because there were times where they were talking, and you couldn't tell whether or not there was, their mouths were moving or they were animated correctly. And it's just one of those things, too, where it was just very much like a disconnect. Because even sometimes in certain shots, they're faces even though they were cg it was and it's really like decent looking cg that you're just like i don't know how i feel about this like this kind of looks weird and i and then towards the end you just get to a point where you're just like please let this shit end like wrap this (laughs) up and yeah so i'll I'll be interested to kind of see where they go from that and like i said i i like the jungle books version which was funny because i was never a huge fan of the jungle book as a kid but i was a fan of the lion king so just different to be on the other side of the spectrum. It's very cool. I'm glad that they're doing this type of movies for a new generation, but then in the same turn, the original movies are timeless anyway. They're yeah. not they're not culturally relevant to the time unless there were some aspects of certain films like older, especially older Disney films. But these ones, yeah, I mean things like The Lion King, things like Aladdin, Mulan's coming. Yeah, Mulan's going to be a different theme and everything, but it's all. It's cool that you can watch the new ones and then you can immediately or just like I fucking hate that. Thank God the old one's still here to help me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so, yeah, that's a, that's pretty pretty much it. But uh, we can tail this into kind of where I want to go with the show since Toast isn't here, and that is Disney World. Oh shit, that's a is that's a good segue. Bravo. Oh, thanks, man. Um, but yeah, Bob 
hadn't had much time to talk about his trip to Disney, which was early December. Yeah, it was early December, first week in December. And then the I week. am off to go there on Wednesday. So oh, shit. I want to hear about your trip, kind of go over what kind of my fast passes and things like that and kind of kind of pick your brain and see where I need to go. So both Disney World trips, uh, both times I've went, both times I went with my wife. And, you know, the first one was for our honeymoon. This was for our five-year anniversary. And both times I just let her plan everything and I just go with it because it makes her life happy and makes mine happy. No, um, <laughs> well, yeah, I don't yeah, have I, a wife, I, man. I, I'm not fucking kidding. Um, so first day we went to Animal Kingdom. That was fun. I pretty much rode, uh, I rode Everest until I got sick. Like literally, I, it was like the fourth or fifth time in a row because right next to Everest, there's a, there's a, you know, you got the main line and then right next to it, You'll see a little tiny sign that's a single rider. And you take that, and what they do is they literally fill you in to wherever spots they have missing. So you end up riding it significantly faster than standing in line and wanting to ride with somebody. It'll be a little bit difficult for you because obviously you have a little one. But for Sarah and I, it was just it was just, just filling in spots. And so, I mean, there were times where I walked back. We timed it. I was off the ride and back on the ride in like eight minutes. And I was oh, just wow. like, holy, yeah. And then by the time I hit the fourth time, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be sick. I was like, I rode this too fast. I rode it four times in like 45 minutes total. <laughs> that's, that's insane because I've been looking at like some of the wait times and it's, I'm like trying to prep my daughter. I'm like, we will be standing around a lot. So I'm like, just be prepared. Yeah. It's unfortunately, that's the way that's just Disney world in a nutshell. They, some of those wait times are fucking killer. And if if you can get her, if you can get her to, say, I, I don't know, you know, it's difficult because from our perspective, we don't have children. But yeah. I, I totally understand where you're coming from. Like, you know, it's hard to try to get her to stay late. And, you know, because that's when times start to die down, especially towards the end of the night. And so it's like if you can get her to stay till like 9 o'clock, it's like, oh, we'll be able to ride these rides and things like that. But I know that kind of shit is difficult. Or if anything, to get her to do that, you can always do like a slow morning and then stay late at night. And so yeah, and uh, yeah. I'm guessing. Well, we got the park hopper, so okay, and we're 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 staying on site at the Contemporary. Nice. So I'm I'm thinking maybe if yeah we hit it early in the morning, if there's a point where she's starting to tire out, we can go back to the room. She can take an hour nap and kind of recharge. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a, that's the best part about it, and that's what we did too. We uh, we would we would do that kind of stuff, or we would go to we would just go into the parks late instead of being the only time we didn't go into the park late was you know obviously for Hollywood Studios and Rise of the Resistance. But there's a lot of times where we we drifted in around like you know anywhere ten eleven o'clock and things like that because there was no point in there's no point in trying to sit there and scramble there because. If you were good enough, you were able to get by those wait times anyway. But yeah, it's there's you can always do it that way. And if you always want to get back to those places in a hurry, because even though that Disney has its own tram system, you know, in terms of buses and everything like that, um, you can do there's Ubers everywhere as well. So if you want to get back in like five minutes and have a custom ride back, then you can just do it that way. Yeah, actually, I'm glad you mentioned that because one of the things I'm curious on 
is I think, well, contemporary, the monorail goes through there. Mm-hmm. But in terms of, like, the transportation between parks, like, what's the estimated time that I should expect to be able to go back and forth in? Uh, it it really depends. Um, usually, it, it's usually getting to a park that can be a pain in the ass. And... It, it depends on it depends on what park is it, what depends on what park is like popping too, like there's some days where we've seen the line you know where it's like thirty people deep to go to Magic Kingdom or and the one thing you want to avoid is like the ones that have the extra magic hours in the morning, so like the ones that open up earlier than everybody else because then you'll see like all the other park lines because usually most hotels have like the different lines for the buses to come. Okay. You'll see like that, like Magic Kingdom say, well, Magic Kingdom opens up at seven, as opposed to nine, like the rest of the parks. Everybody tries to go to Magic Kingdom, and if that, and just pretty much take the line for the bus as a focal point on what the rest of the park is going to look like. <laughs> good, good point. Yeah, yeah but what, all together, um, most buses I think cycle in and out every like. 20 minutes like 20 22 minutes or something like that and a lot of them don't have different stops a lot of them are straight shot but it's a it's a very nice ride usually it takes around altogether i would say about 30 to 45 minutes because disney world's just it's a monster it's a it's a huge you don't realize like you look at a map and you're like oh everything's close together and you're like no you don't realize like how much of a footprint freaking disney world has in in florida Oh yeah, the the parks are nowhere close. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I mean, it was thirty years ago the last time I went. And it's... I mean, I re- I remember bits and pieces of it, but mm-hmm. like we we went to Magic Kingdom and Studios and like Animal Kingdom didn't exist. Right, Animal Kingdom Animal Kingdom is very wild. Um, if you can get a fl- if you can get a fast pass for Flight of Passage, that'd be cool. But that's the Avatar ride that everybody has averaged about a two-hour wait time. The the Navi River ride that is right next to it. Uh, we are have a fast pass for that. The, thank, the flight one was not available. Thank God you have a fast pass for it. Do not wait in line for that thing. It. I don't want to call it a piece of shit, but if I would have waited, <laughs> if I would have waited in line an hour and a half for it, I would have came off of that thing like ready to flip a fucking boat. It was just, it was, it's very short. It's very pretty to look at, but it's not 95 minutes pretty to look at. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I guess uh, to go over kind of what my schedule is and maybe you can point me in some better directions. We get, we get in Wednesday afternoon. Okay. Get, get to the resort. Hopefully our bags show up at a decent time because it's, we got the bag tag package. So they deliver them to us. So we don't Um, have to wait for them at the airport. So you shouldn't, it should, let's see, when's your, because what time do you get there in the morning? Uh, we get there, I think, at like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Okay, so usually check-ins around like 3. I think your bags show up like right around that time anyway. Because they'll deliver, they, if you have the bag thing with the, because you have like the magic bus and stuff like that where they pick you up directly from the airport. Yep. Yeah, so usually they deliver your bags around that time. So I think it's like, yeah, around wherever you check in. Okay, and then, yeah. yeah, I figured I'll have my backpack, so I'll just keep a change of clothes, because we're going from, like, 40-degree weather to, I think it's going to be 87 the first day. Holy shit. Just I know, drink. it's a lot warmer than I thought it would be. 
Yeah, just make sure you just you're allowed to you can bring water like you know you can bring water bottles in there so you don't have to sit there and spend all the extra money on 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 drinks and stuff like that and there's water fountains everywhere they actually have yeah, and, I, kick and, it. I, and i think Go i have ahead. like a refillable drink cup or something um so do you have the meal plan yeah so the refillable drink cup is only for now it might be different but it's usually only for the actual inside the resort okay but not in the actual park because like the Uh, resorts the resorts and parks are the resorts and parks are kind of sort of separate entities like they're not you know they're all operated by disney but the way they have them is like separated so you can always get a free you can always get unlimited refills inside of a resort but i believe inside the park you can't oh of course of course yeah It's it's crazy because like Disney keeps this shit on lock. They like all the cups there. They have uh, most of them have RFID readers. They're at least the place that we stayed in. We stayed in Pop Century, yep. and it had a RFID reader inside the cup, and so you put oh, it onto a platform, which would unlock it, so that way you can put soda in it. Because oh, it, wow, yeah, it was it was crazy. It I was just like holy shit to even think about this kind of stuff, but then. Seeing there are people watching and stuff like that, you see it firsthand. The reason why it's because people ask for water cups, and there were so many kids there because we went and there was like a Pop Warner football tournament, and I wanted to fucking kill myself. And uh, <laughs> and it was like it was, but there were so many kids that were like asking for like water cups and stuff like that. And the first thing they did was run and try to get a soda, and none of the buttons were working. And it was because you had to put, you know, your cup down, and it was like a platform, and that unlocked the soda machine to actually go over and dispense the drink to you like an actual fountain soda i just thought that was like i was like no wonder they had to fucking do this it was because they were probably lost an astronomical amount of money of all these people trying to sit there and it wasn't just like one kid or two kids we're talking over the course of like the three or four days i was getting like breakfast and dinner and stuff like that i mean we were talking like 80 90 100 people were all trying to do it and it's like holy shit you spend all that money to get here you might as well spend an extra 20 bucks for a cup yeah so the the first night have a nice early dinner at eight thirty at night. <laughs> Where are, you, are uh, you? Are you doing dinner at your hotel, or do you have any kind of like? Special... Uh, yeah, di- dinner at the hotel. It's uh okay. for the the meal pass. It's gonna gonna do the uh, chef Mickey. Oh, cool! Yeah, I heard that was. We didn't do that, but I heard it was excellent. Yeah, I, I remember that as a kid. So nice. I figured that'll kind of set the mood, get her excited for it. Yeah, and then Thursday. Gonna pretty much spend all day at the Magic Kingdom. Um, okay. The first Fast Pass is at the Haunted Mansion. Nice. And then have a lunch at, uh, what is it, the Crystal Palace Character Lunch. Oh, cool. So I have no, I think that might be a buffet. Uh, yeah, usually if it's like the, one of the high-end ones, yeah, usually they're a buffet style. And then... Right after lunch, um, we're going to do the Jungle Cruise. Um, I figured cool. it's like an hour or two after lunch, but kind of have a sit-down thing for her to recharge right. on. And right. with, yeah. the, with the movie coming out, maybe they get her excited for it. Actually, I wasn't able to ride the Jungle Cruise there um, because the wait time was so long. There were times where it was like a two, hour, two anywhere between an hour to two-hour wait. Oh, damn. Yeah, it was crazy. And then, and then hopefully the next one works out because... I wanted to do it as a kid, and of course the ride was shut down for a remodeling. But Space Mountain. 
Oh, Space Mountain is a lot of fun. Now, you're going, wait a minute, I'm trying to see, because Sarah just said something is shut down. Hold on. It's not Space Mountain. Um, let's see. I'm typing in now. Don't mind me, folks. Um, they coming out. Do do do. Because I, I could have sworn she said it was. It might have been Big Thunder Mountains down for maintenance. Oh okay. Yeah. Um. Let's see. See, I, think I, can't, it, I can't remember as a kid if it was. I remember it was like a like a runaway mine car ride and i can't remember if it was that or if it was the seven dwarfs but it like freaked me out when i was five oh, or six at the time when you were a kid that it was definitely big thunder mountain because seven dwarfs mine train just opened up maybe okay. within the past five years yeah yeah it just opened up when i went there for my uh honeymoon um it okay. looks like it's closing it looks like it's closing on may 4th so you actually might be okay um yeah i mean it's I don't see Space Mountain goes up and down in terms of like going down for repairs and things like that, but usually it stays up and it's fun as hell. And it's cool because right next to it, you'll be able to see like the actual uh, skeleton of the Tron ride that they're building that's opening up. I think you know, late, late this year. And look that shit up. It's in. Uh, it's in. They have it at I think like Disney Beijing. And oh, I've, like, I've seen it. It yeah. like it looks like a blast. Yeah, it looks so fucking cool. It pretty much like shoots you on the outside of the building and then shoots you back inside. And I was just like, I was like, God damn it, this is so cool. But no, it's it, the cool thing is is that even at even at me, I'm 35 years old and going to Disney World, it was and it'll be special for you too. Like I had a big shit eating grin on my face the whole entire time. It's just it's yeah. such a it's such a nice place and you know, you have a couple you have a couple oddball like negative experiences and everything, but that's a given, but it doesn't outweigh for the fact that you're in fucking Disney World. And it's just yeah, it's it's a fantastic place to go. It's super duper cool. Like you'll absolutely love it. And so you're at the Magic Kingdom that day and then from then on in, what what else you got? Well, as as far as the Magic Kingdom goes, um, have you done like the parade or the fireworks there? Because that's one thing I never did as a kid, and I don't know anything about it. The fireworks are the shit. There's a lot of people everywhere, but yeah. it's it's their fireworks. The fireworks and the music and everything is absolutely fucking incredible. And, like uh, what what time do they even do them? They do it. They do it like early in the evening for. Uh, they do it in the evening for. Uh, for actually, my wife is standing right here. Uh, this is gonna be off color. Hey, well, Sarah. you should get you should get her a chair. <laughs> do you want to do you want to chime in on this? What? This podcast for uh, we're talking about Disney World. Okay. I came in for cannoli. <laughs> oh, she was like, okay, I came in for a cannoli. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, you got to put your cannoli off to the side. You're telling me to. Leave my cannoli? Yes, I'm telling you to leave your cannoli. Oh, man, I'm going to get fucking popped watching. You're going to hurt me. <laughs> All right. The Godfather reference. <laughs> You're right. Hold on. Here, I got to scoot, scoot my whole setup on my dinner table over. All right, there you go. Well, that, well that's the show, guys. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You hear okay? There you go. Organic? Sarah. Sarah, organic. Hello. Hey, hey. <laughs> so he was asking, what time is the fireworks going on at Magic Kingdom? Like, what did you say? Like, 
it, right around like dusk time, so like seven, eight o'clock, yeah. something like that. Yeah, usually like eight or nine. Yeah. They try to do it like uh, when the dinner time is over. Yeah. So yeah, so probably around like eight or nine o'clock or so. She's actually pulling up the uh, Disney World app now for you. And uh, yeah, do you have that downloaded? Yeah, I'm actually looking at it right now to see what the yeah. schedule was. Yeah, because uh, so you were, you were talking about parades and stuff. The parades, a lot of the parades, there was a lot of them. The one that we saw was actually yeah. like a, it was really awesome, but it was like random almost. Like it started just like coming through and music starts oh, playing. Really? Yeah, and it's the sheer quality of it because it's just it's like a Disney cartoon because there's music blaring from everywhere and you're like. You can't pinpoint it down where it's coming from, and it's moving with everything. But you can tell it's like speakers in the system. But it's just, it's it's cool. It's like a level of, you have to. It's like a level of disbelief where you're just like, holy shit, this is awesome. But, nice and uh, hmm. yeah. Quick question on the fast passes. Like, so I have a fast pass set for a certain time. Like, once you get in there, how how long's the wait usually for, oh, for getting a fast through that pass? one? Uh, like less than five minutes, probably. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. Yeah, because the fast pass lines, they that's what it's designed for. It's pretty much designed to get you in and out. And so you... So you just have, like, you either have a different place that you stand in line, or they kind of corral you quickly to the front. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And then, yeah, they the next morning, so that wraps up Thursday, next morning is going to be at Studios. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then my, she's got, she's got a big shitty ingredient put on her face. I will be really excited, or I will be temporarily sad. Why is the, that? Uh, with the uh, madness oh, rise. Of, that Rise of the Resistance has turned into. Uh, just take an Uber in the morning to get there. And yeah, that way you're there when the park opens. Yep. Okay, and that opens up at nine. Is that right? Oh. So, so I think Disney to. Like, a lot of people lining up really stupid early. That might be one of those days where you might have, like, a short day, like, in terms of actually in the park, because there's some people lining up at, like, 4, 30, 5 o'clock in the morning. And, and <laughs> but Disney... But most of the time, I think Disney Hollywood Studios opens at 8 a.m. Yeah. So, like, we tried to get there around 7.15, 7.30 when we went. Yeah. But when it first opened, yeah, people were probably... I think they said the parking lot opened at 4.30, and people were there at 4.30. But we weren't that crazy. Right. And then I heard, I don't know if it's the way it worked when you were there, but I think Rise is now, like, the queue opens up at, like, 7.30 when the gates open, or or maybe... Yeah, so basically you have to be in the park through the gate, and then you select it on your app. Uh, Yeah. Once you're through the... Right. And everyone has to be there, so, like, you're... You're scanning in with your magic band, and you're doing the whole fingerprint thing, so you can't run in with someone else's stuff. You... The whole party has to be there. Right. Oh wow. And, yeah, and so then from then on in, if you get one, you get a, you get a, uh, you get a boarding group, and the boarding group will tell you what number you are, and then throughout the whole entire park, like you're actually seeing what boarding group they're boarding for a ride. So say we were boarding group sixty seven, or we were fifty seven. So actually through the whole entire day, we got to see like. Oh, they're on boarding group 41. They're on boarding group 45. They give you a two-hour window, so it's nice. You don't have to sit and wait in line. You go around and you enjoy other things in the park. Right. And then when it's your time to kind of go back up, it's, it's a virtual queue more than anything. Yeah. And So, so let's yeah. say, say in theory, based on your boarding group, what time did you actually ride the ride? So if everything's running smoothly like it did our day, 
uh, we boarded around 11.30 a.m., but okay. they when they had the malfunctions, some people with our same group member didn't get in until like 8 p.m., but I think they're having more good days than bad. We went yeah. like less than a week after it opened. So yeah, I remember that. Figuring it all out. Yeah, and and it's and what's cool about it is too is you're there that early in the morning. So another tip is too is when you're there that early in the morning, remember don't burn your fast pass or anything like that. Try to ride the ride first, like in terms of like Tower of Terror and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think you, we rode Tower of Terror about two or three times before right. our fast pass actually even happened because you're you're there you're you're there at seven thirty eight o'clock in the morning. So most of those most of those rides only have a 10 to 15 minute wait and then where there's the you have tower of terror like right there and then if you come out of tower of terror and walk pretty much once you come out of tower of terror make it right and keep going straight you have the rock and roller coaster right there it's yep. like a five minute walk and that's the same thing like you have you can ride the tower of terror and rock and roller coaster and if you plan everything correctly you can ride them both in less than an hour yep oh nice yeah and they're bo- maybe don't eat before you go yeah just don't yeah just don't (laughs) (laughs) make sure make sure the little one doesn't eat too heavy that you know uh my 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 daughter is yeah she's like i'm riding tower terror i'm like i was like you can hardly get over a little baby roller coaster she goes i'm doing it yeah it's really funny to see the kids when they get off of that ride oh yeah the tears (laughs) yeah but you know it's 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 so it's funny because hollywood studios like we had a blast at hollywood studios and then we when we went, Galaxy's Edge wasn't even a thing, and then to see Galaxy's Edge on top of being an awesome park that is Hollywood Studios already, it's like the icing on the cake in terms of like we went back. What did we do it three times? Mm-hmm. We did yeah. We went to Hollywood Studios three different times. Our final day, you're we welcome. went. Yeah, I know. Thanks, Bob. And your our final one was uh, she was like we're because at first I was like nah, we could just chill out on. Saturday and we don't hang out. She was like, "We're going back to Hollywood Studios. We're going to Galaxy's Edge." And I'm like, "Oh, okay. I guess we're doing that <laughs> we now." Needed more ball sodas. Yeah, they have the sodas there. They're they're expensive, but it looks like a thermal detonator. Oh, the ones that you cannot take on an airplane. So, so you can. So you can. They just can't be full of soda. Yeah. So if, oh, if okay. you keep the top, if you keep the top and the bottle separate, they yeah. don't say so anything. You can bring back the empty ones. You yep. just can't bring back unopened ones. Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah. My uh, my Saturday at Studios gets off to an exciting pace. Mm-hmm. At the uh, Voyage of the Little Mermaid. Oh, <laughs> it's cute. It wouldn't be worth waiting in line for, right. but it's cute. <laughs> and then uh, after that, it is Toy Story Mania. We actually didn't do anything at the Toy Story World other than walk through it. Yeah, and I was my daughter wants to do the Slinky Dog roller coaster, and of course that can't do a fast pass on that. Yeah. No, because that's like a that's a huge Real weight. Thing. And then from there, after if everything goes smoothly, we'll wrap up the day at Epcot because, of course, that's where the Frozen Ride is located. Right. And yeah. I didn't use I didn't use a fast pass on that because um, you have to keep them at one park. And then I think I think the Voyage of the yeah. Little Mermaid cost me two fast passes or something. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure why, but. I figured I got to put the kid first in front of my own wants and needs. I, I mean, aren't you paying for it? <laughs> <laughs> last time, last time I checked, this is a trip about you. You're just she's just coming along. Yeah. Just, she, she, she could be left home with the dog. <laughs> and then, and then Saturday, Saturday is hitting up Animal Kingdom for the first time, um, doing the uh, Navi River Journey, 
and then the safari and then clo- closing out the night doing the new river lights hmm never heard of that one yeah i think it's kind of like what they did at disneyland where it's a a lake or river ride and they have all these fountains and they're projecting animations on them oh cool I don't remember. So. Actually, I think we did that. Did we do that? Was that the one where they were showing like the, it had the big steamboat and everything like that, and they were? No, that was Phantasmic. Oh, Phantasmic, yeah, that was fancy as fuck. Oh. <laughs> yeah, this is this yeah. is like you're in like a little canoe or something. Oh. So it's kind of like uh, so, uh jun- what is that called? Jungle Cruise. Jungle Cruise. Yeah, it says, uh, celebrate the majesty of nature with a special reimagining nighttime show featuring special effects and a thrilling musical score. Oh. Oh, okay, so it's one of the night shows. Those are all really cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's, there's a ton so of stuff. So far, it's awesome. <laughs> uh, I mean, with, yeah, Galaxy's Edge, you'll be, that's something else. That's just you you already have the quality of a disney park like but then it's just like <laughs> every time you have you think that like somebody like six flags or somebody like that or like all these other places to try to compete yeah that- yeah and all these places <laughs> to try to compete they release one park and the park literally has two rides in it and still shits on everything that they have yeah. like I I it's cried, just like yeah. all three days we were at galaxy's edge it's it's so cool because they it's the way it's designed it's also like a build up so you like walk into it and then you don't even see. It's not just like here's the Falcon. It here's like yeah, yeah. It feels like you're yeah. It feels like you're in a Star Wars movie. And then it gets to the point where at the very end you see the Falcon, and it's like you come up on it, and it comes into a huge opening. And me being a Star Wars fan like I am, I was just like, and my wife is too. It was just like holy shit. Like you know, it's a one-one scale of Millennium Falcon. Like it's just. It's the way it oh, looks. Wow. Sometimes Chewie's working yeah. on it too. Yeah. Like yeah. he'll walk him out and he'll start fumbling around with wires and stuff. Yeah. Now, as far as Galaxy's Edge goes, um, outside of Smuggler's Run, um, what are the like the must see like places? Either snacks or little so, areas to go. So right outside of Smuggler's Run, there's a place called uh, Ronto's Roasters. And all the food in Smuggler and all the food in Galaxy's Edge that we've had was good. The blue milk tastes a little weird, but it, yeah, it's a little weird. yeah, I know it's it tastes a little like shampoo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, somehow, I, I've been somehow. watching like a, I watched a thirty minute video on just the snacks at Disney with my kid. They're like, uh, you have to have the blue milk. Okay. It tastes like flowers, and I'm like, mm, yeah, okay, that's yeah. not something I want to no. eat. But um. Uh, for the kid, I think maybe not Ronto's Roasters, but Docking Bay 7 or 9. Yeah. They had like a macaroni and cheese and like a chicken tender kind of thing. Yeah. Ronto's <laughs> Roasters was a little bit more um, the, exotic, like the, sausage and chicken in a wrap. The, 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 it's cool because like the what was it, the what was the restaurant place? The restaurant place with the chicken tenders and stuff. What was oh, it called? Docking Bay Seven or Nine. It's like it looks like a docking bay. It's so, so like, cool. yeah. So like all the places that you sit in are like little tiny storage containers, and oh yeah, it's all it's all designed out like all these like you know nothing looks super clean. Everything has these dark washes on them, like all covered in dirt and stuff. Even though it's not, they had a stool there that I wanted to steal like six times. It's like this cool like <laughs> round looking stool. But they have, all the uh, doors are door doors, yeah, like all, Star Wars doors. All, yeah, all oh, the doors man. are like Star Wars doors where they slide in and out. And <laughs> But uh, they give you the, you know, and it was really good too, but they give you the piece of chicken and it doesn't look like a chicken tender. It looks like almost like a uh, like a block. 
like it's like a rectangle block like it almost looks like a wooden toy like that type it's a very like futuristic looking the way they give you to the bowl it's like space chicken yeah it's like space chicken and it's just it's it's cool because it was good and yeah. whatever the weird broccoli was, was good yeah too. it's it's cool because yeah the weird broccoli was good and it just adds to the immersion of it it wasn't just like here's the same stock food that you get at regular disney world it's like all the food is themed and things like that and just the whole entire world itself is just fantastic man um yeah i'm super excited no. i know no matter no matter how much i prepare for it or try to figure out my plan i also have to know that i need to kind of be able to bounce around yeah and the cool thing is too is you know having a little one stuff like that you don't you, yeah, you have your set fast passes and stuff like that, but you don't have to sit there and rush. And the and plus the parks are so diverse and so different. They open up and stay late. I mean, they're open on average of what, like 12, 13 hours a day? Yeah, and even yeah. if you miss something you planned for, you're still going to have an awesome time. Yeah, I mean, there's <laughs> things like, like you said, you're doing things different than we did, but it just means that you have to go back again, you know? <laughs> yeah, but... If she likes the thrill rides, I don't know how tall she is, but the... Expedition Everest at Animal Kingdom is pretty awesome. I was telling him how we rode that till we got sick. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we did. We did. But yeah, it was. We rode it about twelve times our first time there, and about twelve times this time as well. Yeah, because we went back. Single rider line. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> we that's what I was explaining to him before. But uh, boss lady over here, we visited multiple. We visited multiple parks. We visited parks like, except for Epcot. No, we did Epcot because we did dinner that night. And we did like, yeah, a fire. Yeah, we did Epcot once. Yeah, we did Epcot once. Um, you said you're doing Epcot. Yeah, because they have to do Frozen. Organic. Organic. We lost him. Up. Oh, never mind. Lost audio. <laughs> but yeah, we did Epcot once because you got to do Epcot regardless of what you do. You always had to do Mexico. Because it's got a ride in it. That was the first ride that we rode. I hear him. He's around. Yep. Now it's just you and I. Hey. Hey. You okay? Yeah. <laughs> you seem nervous. Yeah. Why is that? You're going to be famous now. You're going to be famous now because you did one, yeah. did, did well, one ep- yeah. did one episode of a podcast mm-hmm. for uh, half the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, it'll be all right. <laughs> Made me pull out my headphone. Well, technically, we wouldn't need these headphones now. I don't when did know. it cut out? Oh, because technical difficulties. We always lose the audio. But it's all right. Going to eat your cannoli right in the middle of a podcast day? I don't think, I didn't think you were recording. Oh, yeah, I'm still recording. Oh, you are? Yeah, surprise. <laughs> you, can eat, you can eat your cannoli if you want. I have a organic guy this out and he'll kill me. Is he going to be mad? No, don't be scared that you're eating your cannoli. It's not very fresh. <laughs> it's not very fresh, it says. Something you can't do. It's not recording right now, right? Yeah, it's still recording. But you're not. Mm-hmm. But the technical difficulties mean you're gonna. I'll probably we'll probably hit a stopping point and I'll probably tell him to edit this part out, or we'll keep it in just as a joke because it's funny. What? Yeah, we so we're complete geeks, man. So you got it. Now we're switching to ASMR. <laughs> God, God, that was terrible. <laughs> Don't do that anymore. <laughs> uh, 
Thanks for your contributions. Love you, Dom. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't quite hear you. Oh, Would you what? Repeat what you said. Man. I thought so. <laughs> oh yeah, is that what you thought? Jesus Christ, this has been fun. All right, well, I uh, see the Sarah has disappeared. Yep, I'd like to thank my loving wife, Sarah, uh, a.k.a. the boss, because, yeah, like I said, I mean, she was able to plan the whole entire trip, and I just followed along because she knows that I just fucking go with the flow and, yeah, made for an amazing time. But regardless, like, like she said before, regardless of what fast passes you have and what you may feel as if you're missing, everything that you do, you'll you'll – you're not going to be able to do it all. It's just overwhelming. But what yeah. you do, but what you're doing, you're going to have fun regardless. I mean, it's it's just going to be a hell of a fun time. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, and I I got one quick question that I was just oh, thinking yeah. of that I did the Peter Pan ride as a kid. Okay. What is the magic carpet ride? So the magic carpet ride is actually it's like Dumbo. Like, you know, have you remember the Dumbo ride and um, where they they're on the outside and the and the little like the little Dumbo's move up and down, they move around yeah. in a circle. That's a magic carpet ride. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, it's like right near Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, and what's cool, like what's cool as hell is, is that what makes me excited for you is that you know you said it's been thirty years since you went. Yeah. So regardless, like all this stuff is still going to be new to you, and they've changed a lot of stuff around, like added a lot of improvements to things and you start to see a general sense and stuff of how big stuff is. Um, in Epcot though, I will say, cause you said you're doing Epcot. Are you doing it for a day or Epcot is going to be half of the day Friday, depending on how quick we get through studios. Gotcha. Um, Epcot in Mexico, the actual, where you walk into the big temple in Mexico, the first ride, that was the first ride that we did because there's actually a ride inside the restaurant. Really? It's a three Caballeros like boat ride. It's cool as shit. I loved it. It's like a little it's like Small World Junior. But uh -huh. not not with the same annoying music and as many animatronics. <laughs> um but yeah, it's like I was like I've lost my shit because once you walk into the restaurant, it's like you're pretty much like dining on the water and they have like a scaled down model, but it looks like you're real far away from like a volcano that looks like it's about to erupt and a big temple and stuff. And I see this boat go by and I'm like I'm like telling Sarah, I'm like, what the fuck is that? And she looks down and she was like, Bob, that's a ride. And I lost my shit. I was like, you, you mean there's a fucking ride in a restaurant? I was like, oh my God. And so if you come out like away from the dining room tables, you don't have to eat or anything. You don't have to do anything there. Like, you know, buy mm -hmm. anything. You can just walk right in and just ride the ride and just go about your business. Oh, that's super cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, now, quick question on Epcot. There mm -hmm. was a ride I was looking at. Was it um, Mission Space? Mm. Yeah, that's... So, Mission Space, I did it. Sarah didn't because there's a lot of... It's like centrifugal force, so there's a lot of pressure involved. I wouldn't, okay. rec I wouldn't recommend it for the little one, to be honest with you. I don't know if they changed it in okay. five years or not. But I got off the ride, and Sarah looked at me, and she's like, how you doing? I'm like, I'm glad you didn't ride it. Because they, like, it's almost like a centrifuge where they, like, it's, like, simulating blasting off into space and then coming back down, like, entering orbit. 
but it's like that much pressure and plus there's rules to follow they're like you know when you when the pressure starts make sure you're looking at the television screen don't try to turn your head don't try to look away you know you might get uh. sick or motion sickness and stuff it was a, it was it, i mean it's cool it's fun but it's it's not it's not worth it to me in terms of waiting in line and then her having the potential of feeling sick afterwards yeah, very, very good to know because, yeah, that was originally I had the fast passes split because mm-hmm. you could only do it at a park. And right. I had, I think it was frozen in mission. Then I was like, I don't want to waste fast passes that late in the day. So I right. moved them over to uh, studios. Nice. Yeah, that's a that's the best way to do it. That's a lot easier to do it. Um, are you, like I said, if you're at uh, if you're at studios later in the night, too, that might be a time where you might be able to ride the slinky dog and see if you can ride it later in the night or or if you hightail it in the morning you might be able to ride it pretty pretty early on but i mean honestly there's better rides than that <laughs> well cool yeah I, i'm sure plan plans will change but yeah like you said it's it's gonna be fun regardless yeah it's yeah that's a big thing like don't you know, it's overwhelming, like, being there in general, but don't get overwhelmed because, like, if you miss something or something like that, because it's it's almost like a it's almost like a video game because random things pop up, too, where you're just like, I want to do this now. And <laughs> instead of, like, yeah, I mean, there's times where I drop fast passes because I had the opportunity to, of riding a better ride right then and there. So, if, like, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train pops up, which normally has a two-hour wait, and you have a fast pass during that time, but Seven Dwarfs has a 10-minute wait, you're like, fuck it, looks like I'm doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Well, yeah. I appreciate uh, hearing about the trip and yeah. letting me pick your brain for a bit on it. And I think that'll uh, wrap us up for episode 28. Yeah. It was a, <laughs> this is a, a weird ass random one that we didn't talk, barely talked about video games this week, but we have a bunch of news next week, but I'm, I'm really excited for your trip. That's, it's going to be cool. Yep, and uh, if anybody wants to find us, where can they go? They can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Complete Geeks. Yep, and then join our Discord, which will be in the show notes. And everybody have a fantastic night and week. Thank you so much, everybody. Take care. See ya. Complete Geeks Podcast.